Welcome into the Fourth and Forever podcast. My name is Stuart Bothwell. His name is Darren Butter, and we aren't going to let no apocalypse stop us. No, it is a free agent frenzy out there. A pretty serious frenzy, um, like especially a couple of days ago. But we kind of just had to like settle down and wait for things to uh, to all pan out because there was just so much going on. And um, in case people haven't noticed, there's some some issues going on in the world right now. But uh, we're not going to get too much into that. So the ills of the world aside, how's it going, Darren? It's uh, it's been a, a busy couple of weeks for me as a financial advisor, but um, it's going well. Um, been able to help a few people out and you know sort a few things out in my own business, and at least we've got some sport to to keep an eye on. Even though it's not actually playing yeah, games, there's but, you know, stories everywhere. It's it's uh, it's been a welcome distraction. Uh, I think having all of this, uh, the, the NFL free agency happen just now, it's just something to keep you sane in a time where a lot of people are stuck in their homes, like completely in, in self-isolation, or they're still running about in a panic, or they're just getting bored out their minds because they have nothing to do, and they're not supposed to hang out with people or even go to the pub, and yeah, it's just it's something to have, I guess, and. Uh, of course, we can do our bit by trying to entertain whatever market it is that we have listening to yeah. us. Uh, as like, if, if there's people out there that can enjoy just us talking crap about what's going on in the world of the NFL, then yeah, I'm I'm exceptionally happy with that. I'm uh, I'm I'm proud to be doing something to help. I yes. guess. Yeah, we. I think yes. we, we we help. Maybe our listeners mm-hmm. can I help hope them. so. But um, yeah, it's. And we thank you all for for listening to us, and we uh, we really hope that you guys are all taking care of yourselves out there. But um, yeah, we need to get down to this. Not everything stops. No, Keep not, it going. Not when there's there's um, teams to, that need to make money and players that need to get contracts. They just keep on going remotely. They're getting this sorted. So a lot of it's probably happening a bit quicker than it normally does because teams are just going for it rather than waiting for medicals and actual signatures and, and yeah. opportunities are just like cool you're in Malaga we're in New York just sign just sign it online and we're, we're ready to go out to the public so yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and like you know the, that that medicals thing has been an issue for some players and I guess we'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on but I guess we have to start things off by talking about not only the biggest deal of this free agency but one of the biggest deals of any free agency or just anything that's ever happened in the NFL, and that is that Tom Brady is now no longer a New England Patriot, having signed a two-year, $60 million deal with not the Tennessee Titans, not the San Diego Chargers, none of those guys. He's going to Tampa Bay to play for the Buccaneers. Wow. Like, until about a week ago, this wasn't even on anyone's radar and then all of a sudden you start hearing some rumblings and it just, it happens. Yeah, I I don't know if it wasn't on the radar. I just don't think people were expecting it. Um, Bruce Arians did come out. It was a, a blip in the corner. Say that, 
they were waiting to see all the options in free agency and they would wait and bide their time um, when he was asked if he'd resign mm-hmm. James Winston. So I think they knew this was a possibility and that they had a good chance, but they've done well to to kind of screw over the Chargers here and, and really play to what Tom Brady mm-hmm. wanted, which was the money. Fair. Um, hasn't been getting paid good, proper quarterback money for a while. He wanted the dis. Well, not in terms of the the like salary and what goes against the cap, but you know, there's plenty of other ways to make money in the NFL, and he does all right he wanted out of that. The distance from his his um his oldest son, who's in it from another relationship, who lives in New York, can't move from New York, so he wanted to hopefully stay on the East Coast. Um, he got that two hour flight to New York from Tampa, and he got weapons. And boy, did he get weapons! You look at the cap yes, he did. Tampa have, the defensive pass rushers, and then the wide receivers that he's going to be throwing to. Yeah, um, and it, there seems to... Could well be an upgrade from whatever is going on in New England at the moment, because they don't seem to have any weapons yeah, whatsoever. They're just, um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that system, like the, the whole Arians downfield passing thing with a, a guy like quite of Brady's age. I mean, it he's, won't look like that next year. It, it, yeah, it has yeah, to be different, but like it's going to be some sort of weird amalgamation of the two, because uh, Brady's only a, a, a short to maybe intermediate sort of guy, um, and that's just not the way that Bruce Arians has traditionally worked. But when you've got receivers like um, uh, Godwin and uh, Mike Evans out there, and if you get a decent slot weapon for him, then you just have to give him a little bit of time, and he's going to hit these guys. But um, if it does end up being that downfield thing and Brady has to hold the ball for longer, he's going to take more hits and that's going to be a problem because he is old as shit now and he's just ready to crumble. He's so negative. I think he's fine. I'm really <laughs> excited. I think this is going to be fun. But I don't I don't like the, the Patriots way and it, it does kind of make Brady a bit more human to me that he didn't like it either. And now he's just going to Florida mm. to have some fun. But... He's a winner. He's a serial winner, and they've got the weapons there. So, if they can fortify the offensive line with a couple of sneaky, you know, free agency acquisitions at the end of the the fortnight, and they can pick up some, mm. you know, some defensive talent and some line talent in the draft, and then if they they do swing and bring in a, uh, you know, a Melvin Gordon or a, a Todd Gurley or a. Um, you know, or that on a or on a minimum a veterans minimum, or they go in. Even Antonio Brown's been said he wanted to go to Tampa, but I don't think Tampa will do that. Oh, I bet you did. No, no, no. There's players <laughs> out there that will sign for Tampa for minimum money to play because with Brady, Brady's and there. It's the LeBron James effect, and it's coming to the NFL. And I think this team's going to be really good next year. Um, it might be the biggest turnaround NFL's ever seen, really. Um, I don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl. I, w- I would, I would calm down a little no, bit there. Like, let's pu- let's pump the brakes and that just a little bit. They'll... Like they were, they were a decent team last year, and they, but they had holes all over the place. The defense did start showing up a bit more towards the end, especially in the uh, defensive backfield because their guys up front were pretty good at rushing the passer and stuff. Um, but you know, offensive line still a little bit skeptical. But if they have someone like Brady in there to steady the ship. It just depends. I mean, at what point is Brady going to completely fall off the cliff? If you have the same Tom Brady as you had last season, 
I don't think that's going to be good enough for the system. I think he's got to. He's he has to be better again. Um, the the ringer did run in one of their podcasts some comparisons between when Brady threw the ball when his receivers had separation and when they didn't, and when his receivers had separation, he was top five, and when they didn't, he was. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, yeah, I think he ended up like twenty twenty six in the league, um, as quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, I think the weapons make a difference. Um, it, it oh, will make a huge difference true. what they can do with um, Cameron Bright and OJ Howard, who's been a bit a bit of a disappointment. But mm-hmm. Bright obviously is a late round pick who's coming good. He's a, he this is OJ Howard's big uh, big opportunity to, to to really make a make an impact because you never really got it with Winston. Winston was always the guy to throw outside the numbers. But if you can utilize a fast tight end to like take it down the middle, like up the seam, maybe split the safeties or something, because they're trying to cope with the guys on the outside, like he he can be a weapon. Like everyone's still just waiting for him to make the leap, and maybe a change of quarterback is exactly what Someone he needs. You know, I suppose it entirely depends on whether they get some time to train together this off season. But um, it would be interesting yeah, to see. Someone anyway. on Twitter was saying that the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have Joe Thomas at left tackle and and uh, Jordan Cameron. And- <laughs> At tight end and Michael Irving <laughs> saying that Tom Brady going to Tampa is going to bring in all these guys that have retired that will want to come back. Um, sure, okay, we'll get Jeff Saturday to come back at retirement as well. Yeah, but I, I I think they're going to be pretty good next year, and it also plays into the fact that the Falcons haven't been very good and haven't really made the best of moves so far, in my opinion. And the, we just don't know what Breeze will look like next year and the Panthers seem to be rebuilding so it's an opportunity for Tampa this this season but um, I would still think that the the Saints would still have to be the favourite in that division but you just don't know what's going to happen with these systems and various other things that are going on in the league right now um, but I, th- I think maybe because that's a like this is a more of a new team it's going to be difficult to get them all together on the same page in what is surely going to be a shorter off season than what you'd maybe have in New Orleans where the core is kind of staying yeah. together. But I don't know. It's hard hard to see. It's all conjecture again. Anyway, that's a crazy, crazy move. Um um but it it's happened. Um and I'm I'm happy that Brady is now separate from the Patriots. Uh and I hope that they both suffer in their respective uh See this is where you're not a good person to have on a on a subject about Tom Brady because that I've got, clearly I've got my wasn't bit. I've got my neutral, bit. was it? <laughs> to be honest. No, but um, like you've got to be. If I'm not being true to myself, then how can I be true to the listeners? Um, that's just me saying what I hope. But like, I can still break it down and separate that from what I actually think will happen. Um, I think Tampa are going to be uh, quite good. Um, but like again, this whole thing that's happening in the world right now is going to be the great unknown, the massive variable. It's just probably going to rob these guys of their off season and get to know each other and stuff. So I'm not entirely hopeful. Like, it could just be everything is crap next year. Yeah, or it could be an opportunity for them to get in the classroom with Tom Brady on on Zoom and or Skype or whatever, um, whatever <laughs> uh, conferencing tools you use. And, and and actually yeah. tell his players what he wants them to do, kind of like what Peyton did with the um, the Broncos boys. So. We'll see. Yeah. Um, he's definitely a winner. Yeah. Tampa Bay haven't really had that ever. 
recently. I think Trent Dilfer was the mm-hmm. last guy that had won something that played for them. Oh, geez, Trent yeah. Dilfer. Wow, <laughs> they haven't okay. had much. Like, um, what do you think about that? Not really. Was he, do you was know, he there before or after? Was Brad Johnson before or after them, actually? Know. I started watching, I'm started watching about the all, NFL all these... in 2013. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, Buccaneers teams from the past. and oh, You had... Um, Oh, and like Sean, what's his name? Oh, and stuff like that. Oh, that damn, I can't remember. Let's, let's read the wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, you know that famous guy, Sean, what's his name? Oh, <laughs> like, oh, wait, I'm going to have a quick look by. Okay, so Pastor Winston, oh, yeah, Josh McCown, oh, Mike Glenn was in there, oh, Josh Freeman for a couple of years, Jeff Garcia, he was there for a little while, uh, Bruce Gradkowski, Chris Sims was there for a bit as well. Before that, it was Brad Johnson, Dilfer's before that. Johnson was the one who won the Super Bowl with them. And he was after Trent Dilfer. Anyway, we're definitely digressing. This is not what we need to be talking about right now. But one thing we do need to be talking about right now is that the Houston Texans, for whatever reason, decided to trade away all-star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth-round pick this year for David Johnson and a second-round pick this year and a fourth-round pick next year to the Arizona Cardinals. I just... I, this is probably the most mind-boggling trade that we've seen in a, in a while. And um, it's one which has people questioning Bill O'Brien's credentials and, and his sanity. I think um, a lot of people are just thinking, like, why would you do this? Well, I think he thought that he was going to get some sweetheart deal from the Patriots. And he didn't really plan anything else and then Patriots go actually no we don't want Tom Brady we're going to tank we won't take DeAndre and it's like oh who else can we can get it to and it looks like he's done that kind of thing where it's you know I'm not going to trade them to someone in my conference which is the most stupid thing ever you know just look after yourself get the most money you can for someone Um, I mean mean, I don't think if you think you're going to make someone else better but but you're not getting something that's going to make you better in the process you know, that's a, is what that is. I might not want to trade it to someone that I'm going to play twice a year and allow DeAndre Hopkins to embarrass me. There's still but, eight other teams, like, or whatever it is, in that, in that conference. Yeah. You know, he's still got teams he can try and get a trade for. You don't think that the, that would have been scary, but Kansas City probably would have given them more than that. Mm. In, in, in what way? And like, yeah, absolutely. When you look at the other trades that went around here, like Stefan Diggs going to going out the door at Minnesota for a first, a fifth, and a sixth this year, and a fourth next year, you think maybe Bill O'Brien after that is like, oh, um, did I just um, let something really go for nothing there? The Cardinals are loving that because they, they get rid of a, a really like hamstrung... Uh, contract in David Johnson's one, which is something which the the uh, Texans are still going to have to deal with. And Johnson hasn't been a productive running back in the league for the last two years. Really trusting uh, that ankle well, they, to they, be they, good. They, they've got when back they some. Done the medical. Yeah, and like they've like they've they've got a couple more picks, perhaps. Yeah, well, actually, it's effectively just gaining a second round pick. It's just. Mind-boggling. A second-round pick is not worth it for for this. Well, you think of what the Browns gave up for OBJ, which seemed like a steal. It was two mm. players and an extra pick in the first round. DeAndre Hopkins has consistently been 
one of the one of the best like say like maybe top top three I think is like without question wide receivers in the NFL since he's come into the league and you've just gone and got rid of your primary weapon for Deshaun Watson you know um, literally it looks like they're hoping they can pick up someone in the draft but there's so much talent in this draft and you're not going to be able to do one-on-one workouts like how do you know yeah, and, and the fact that they, they don't have a first-round pick, so they're not going to get one of the upper echelon of uh, wide receivers there. So maybe they're expecting someone like T. Higgins might drop down far enough in, in the in the second round for them to pick him up. But it's uh, there's no DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. If you get someone like Hopkins, who is so consistently excellent, and like last year was a down year by his standards, and he still had about 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns, it's... Nah, this is this is a really bad move from the Houston Texans and an excellent bit of business for the Arizona Cardinals, who like have just really blown out of the park so far uh, in this free agency. Just fantastic moves there. But they're saying that um, they didn't. They, obviously, it would prove difficult, and maybe he's a little bit complicated in um, in the locker room for Bill O'Brien, but. He's literally the best, most team-friendly wide receiver one contract in the league. I think he's making less money this year than the Patriots have to spend on their cap for Antonio Brown. He's only, Mm. only, you know, within reason. He's on 13.5 million this year and 13.5 next year. And... That's crazy. He's gonna be want to be re-signed, but you can load the money however you want in the NFL. You know, it's not gonna hamstring a team to yeah. pay DeAndre Hopkins because obviously teams will trade for yeah. him if he's a bit washed or not performing in your team. Everyone's gonna take a chance on a player like that. So you're gonna be able to yeah. get out. I mean, of like, it. So I just don't understand why they just didn't say, "Look, we've got a window now. If we can keep, it's more about keeping Will Fuller fit than keeping DeAndre Hopkins happy." Because I don't think Bill O'Brien's going to be if, there at the end of next season. So what does it matter to him if he has to deal with a year of DeAndre Hopkins being in, being a shit and not being easy to deal with on his side of things? <laughs> but you win, and you get to the playoffs, and there's no Patriots anymore, and you've got an opportunity to to win it. But you give away your best player. You spend two first-round picks on a left tackle. I, I, I don't understand... Yeah. Yeah, like I, 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 like getting Laramie Tunsil the last season did help them like a lot, but it was it's not worth two first round picks, and what they've done here to me, like they, they could have just asked around the league and said like, oh by the way, this is what we've been offered by Arizona. Does anyone want to you know offer a little bit more because we're interested in getting rid of him? And then I would have said like, uh, the Denver Broncos will give you a second round pick and Royce Freeman if you want. Go for go for that. Does that sound Same sound conference. good? And then they'd be like, "Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like just well, like whatever. Just go go for it." Um, because I would have loved to have DeAndre Hopkins on my team, and we could move things around and restructure things, and we could spend our uh, our, our first round pick definitely on like a, an offensive lineman in that regard. And then we'll be like, "Wow, we have just had some sort of steal here." And I think the Cardinals will feel like they've got the steal, and uh, Bill O'Brien's an idiot. Yeah. But let's 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 thank, mm-hmm. just congratulate him for getting Randall Cobb in the building. 
Oh yeah! Wow, fantastic well, well move. Great, well great done. job, Bill. Yeah, you've done it. Yeah, you've done it. Hundred yards last year. Yeah, cool. It was actually a good season for Randall, but it's going to be lost like, in this. He is going to get unless they get oh, yeah. trade up to a first round and get Jerry Judy or something. Randall Cobb is under so much pressure to to perform next yeah. season. I'm like, which is totally unfair because he's not been. An explosive guy. He did very well at Dallas last season. Credit where it's due. And I, I do like Randall Cobb, and I think he is a good signing for them. But it's just in the context of everything else that's happened here, it's just so. Ouch! <laughs> just I, I just can't yeah. stand it. Yeah. Now Bill O'Brien needs to be out. O'Brien out. You. Yeah. Okay. O'Brien out. Anyway, I uh, alluded to it earlier on. Stefan Diggs is out the door in Minnesota. Uh, he and a 2020 seventh round pick goes to the Buffalo Bills in exchange for a first round pick, a fifth round pick, and a sixth round pick this year, as well as a fourth round pick next year. So Buffalo really going all in on improving that wide receiving core for Josh Allen. And uh, it could be fair to say that they have one of the best wide receiving cores in the NFL now with Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley, it's just looking like a nice situation they can there. Pick up, they can but, pick um, up Pittman or you know someone like that in the sixth round of this draft, and that's a good four to have, <laughs> you know. Entirely possible. Um, yeah, like it's just a matter of where where do they put their like the rest of their focus. I so many people really have gone to this on but, the side um, of the Bills, and you know they get a star, and it's good for Josh Allen. But I just want to say, I think this move's actually quite good for the Vikings. Um, the Vikings oh, yeah. like it's, have it's, had it's a, a lot, lot of problems with a lot of draft capital. Diggs has been, yes. to put it nicely, a bit of a whinge, um, and a he's a really undermined. Like, is, it really, is it really whinging? Really undermined cousin. Is it really whinging when you're when you're just being really cryptic about everything? Yeah, but you don't you need know, that. Just you know, say that to the Amazon yeah, video just, crowd, Lots of you know, side-eye emojis Don't and say stuff. it to the media. Just say it to the Amazon guy. It'll come out at the end of the season. It's fine. Don't say it to the to the media right after the game. I think this is them putting trust mm. in Cousins and saying, look, Diggs, you yeah. said too many bad things about Kurt. We're getting rid of you. We're getting a first-round pick off of it. We're getting loads of picks off of it. Go prove yeah. it elsewhere. We've got feeling we'll pick up a couple more wide receivers in free agency. And, you know, mm. I think the Vikings are kind it of... It should, should also up. be noted that the Vikings... Sorry, sorry, uh, yeah, it should also be noted that the Vikings did actually double down on Kirk Cousins and gave him a contract extension just now while shipping Diggs out the building. Uh, getting this first-round pick in when you have this uh, this fantastic wide receiving class, I can absolutely see them maybe trying to pick up someone like perhaps a Denzel Mims uh, like mid to late rounds uh, this season. Uh, sorry, sorry, mid to late in the first round. Um, and that would... Really, really help them, I think. Uh, but like, yeah, get, getting that sort of draft capital for someone like Stephon Diggs, who is, who is questionable. You know, like, I do like that the Bills got him, but it is a steep price to pay when it's a first round pick, as well as a fifth and sixth, and then a, a fourth next year. I mean, like, I just kind of wonder how they how they make this decision on which picks it is that they're going to go. Because all the time it seems quite arbitrary. Yeah. There's a couple but, of things um, for the yeah, Vikings have really deal. got to to look forward to. You know, they get Bradbury back who got injured last year. So that's pretty much a first-round mm-hmm. pick, or early second first-round pick, that they haven't really seen yet in the offensive line. Yeah. They're going to have, what, two picks in the first round this this year? Um, unless they gave up one. Did they give up one of their first rounds? Is that where they... 
I don't think, think so. Do I think both. they do have another first rounder, yeah. Um, which is really good. Like anytime you get two first round picks, uh, you're you're looking pretty good. In fact, I'm just trying to think. Does like I think is there only five teams drafting in the first round this year? Or be all just be like it's Miami and Oakland and Minnesota, uh, and that'll be about it. Yeah, my Miami's um, a completely different segment, man. Miami's amazing. amazing. Definitely, like they, we will maybe give them their their own <laughs> own show at some point. Uh, and there has been some rumours that apparently they are looking to move up to number one to try and steal Joe Burrow. I don't but, think that. Um, Burrow's from we'll like just see that. I don't that could, think it's going to happen. I don't think that really comes into it, but uh, it just depends how much they're willing to give up. I mean, I would I would take that if I was the Bengals uh, because then you can probably still get someone like Tua back where the, the Dolphins are potentially as well as get a whole bunch more capital. But anyway, that is neither here nor there. Uh, we are talking about Stefan Diggs right now, and we think that this is it, it does make the Bills better, but you know, giving up that amount of draft capital is uh, is steep. Um, Minnesota needed to get rid of Diggs; they got a lot for him. They should be really happy about this yeah. deal too. And the Bills just go to for once, maybe the favorite, not the favorite in the AFC, but do. Certainly in the AFC East, I would say they could be just about up there. It just depends if the, the Patriots manage to make a deal for certain quarterbacks which might still be on the market or manage to really do something with Jared Stidham. Like but they've traded away like three players. It looks like they're, they're not mm. that barred. They're tanking yeah. for Trevor. That would be scary. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I would love it. Um, personally, just watching them go down, but I wouldn't love, like him getting Trevor Lawrence. Um, are they, anyway, are they yeah, endeavouring I mean, so, for Trevoring? Endeavour for Trevor. Um, so Diggs is in Buffalo now, and he just gets to enjoy having the ball thrown like way too hard at him, way or too soft. like twenty yards past him, or way too low. It's like yeah, it's gonna be one or the other. From Josh Allen, hopefully Josh Allen can continue to improve next season. Like for me, he really needs to show that he can improve as a passer. Um, but uh, having weapons like Diggs out there will give him the best chance. Like this Buffalo Bills uh, team are all in on trying trying to put the best stuff out there for Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen, I like Josh Allen, so I think he's going to be dancing around his room in isolation just now. You know, just. <laughs> like look at all the weapons he's got. It really puts pressure on him to perform, though. You know, you, your team trusts you and goes out and does this, then you better make it work. It also yeah, makes well, me a bit all... confused as to why they just didn't take a wide receiver where everyone thought they were going to do last year. Because they, I guess they ended up getting um, the, the lad from Houston, the Ed Oliver, but hmm. they've like pretty much done used the first round pick on a wide receiver this year when everyone thought they were going to take DK Metcalf. Um, yeah, well, like, it just depends because, you know, how do you how do you assess players? And a lot of people say, well, rather than going by, like, drafting by need, you draft by who the, the best athlete is available uh, who can, like, help improve your team because, like, depth is always necessary. And uh, it's just, like, there's different philosophies in how you build teams, I guess. I think... Um, this draft is good, but if you know you're giving up a first and getting someone like Diggs, I think mm. that's a win. I think, you know... I guess so. I mean, I would have said that you could have 
maneuvered your way into getting, especially since Diggs was already causing problems in Minnesota. And you should really have been aware that he's like, you know, been angling to get out anyway. So if you offer like just like lowball him a bit, go in with an offer of like I don't know a, a second rounder or like a second and a fifth or something like that. I think that would have surely been enough. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm Mike not. Zimmer and his team or uh, Bill Bill O'Brien there. You know, I think that only works yeah. on some people. <laughs> good good job for Minnesota. Anyway, we've spent enough time on them, uh, and someone else who's had enough time spent on him in recent times is running back Todd Gurley of the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams have decided to part way with the former All-Star running back in a move that many people saw coming because of his recent injury history and his massive number against the cap, which was really beginning to cause problems for them. So I guess we kind of saw this one coming, you think? Only because they couldn't trade him because no one could do a medical. Yeah. So I think he would have gone, he would have been at Tampa or something like that if he could have done a medical. But no mm. medical, no clarity. Therefore, no one would come in before Thursday. And then they had to cut him because they had to pay yeah, him on you... Thursday. It was like, I think they have to pay him $13 million, but it was going to be like 20 or something. Yeah, yeah this, this contract was uh, a bit of a disaster for them, but it's just a shame, I think. Um, Gurley's... This is why you don't Gurley's pay running backs. 25 That's years it, old. Unfortunately. Um, they picked him with the 10th pick. He was Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, he'll. It was an incredible athlete to watch uh, when he was in his prime, but like these these injuries just really really hurt him, and um, yeah, it, it made what I guess we were probably saying was a decent looking deal at the time, not so decent. Just because we've, I think we've all become a little bit more aware of what it is, you know, like where like where the value is for running backs. At least I like I maybe have a pretty certain opinion on that now. Um, but um, yeah, I feel I really feel for him. From, but um, he's going to get the opportunity yeah. to move on, have a fresh start somewhere. There's been rumors of uh, the Atlanta Falcons and the Miami Dolphins showing interest. I don't know if the Falcons are the right. But, um, the Falcons just need to go get themselves a rookie. Like they've been spending how much they spend on Devontae Freeman. Like I think ma- making the same mistake twice for the Falcons would be painful. It really mm. depends on what Gurley's looking for, because people are like, "Oh, Gurley, he seems in pretty good spirits considering he got fired." And it's like, well. He got twenty one million out of it. He got he got twenty one million to play like twelve <laughs> games. Um mm-hmm. so well twelve yeah, probably about yeah, twelve full games in the in the two years since he signed that deal. So he's probably fine. He's probably looking at look, I can get a I can get a medical done, prove my knees okay, get to a Tampa or a Falcons or, you know, a Saints or something on a on a minimum for one year. And smash it, then mm-hmm. I'm going to be back on full money next year. Because um, he's only 25. He's only just turned 25 as well. So yeah, he came into the league very young. So yeah, uh, he's where he would go is a really interesting proposition. Like where do you where do you think he should go? Like in terms of where would be best for his career slash where he might win. Uh, you're you're asking me. Um, well, go, going by what we've heard of recently. And like, I know that Jordan Howard uh, did sign for, for the Dolphins recently, but uh, like, if you were to have that one-two punch of uh, Howard and Gurley, that might be an interesting place for him to be. Because uh, like, Howard can take a bit more of the punishment and Gurley can make himself available more in the passing yeah. game and stuff. 
Um, I, I see that as being something that could really work for them, especially if you if, if the Dolphins end up getting hold of a mobile quarterback, someone like Tua. Um, I, I can see the Dolphins actually being a really good landing spot for him, but it just depends on what sort of money they're willing to give him. And um, you know, like the the Dolphins have been spending uh, lately, but they do, to my by my memory, they do still have a fair amount of cap space anyway. But um, yeah, no, I think that would be an interesting landing spot for him. Yeah, I think for just the absolute kicks, I'd love to see him on Tampa. I just think I think it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the problem is he's not a very good blocker. You go there on like a five hundred thousand dollar so, deal. <laughs> I realise that Howard had signed for the Dolphins. I think that's really clever because Howard's a really good blocking running back, um, as well as doing. He's certainly not a good receiving his part back, um, in the running game. Uh, and that helps younger quarterbacks. Uh, Gurley, Gurley's not a good blocking um, running back. So, um, or hasn't been since he hurt his knee. Or that. So, mm. I. It might cause Brady issues to have him there if they're not using him. But his um, yards after catch, even last season, he was still pretty strong. Um, he just wasn't being used full time. Yeah, he did tail off towards the end of the season as well, and uh, he didn't have a single 100-yard game. But yeah, people were always talking about, are they going to let him loose at any no, they, point? They seem to put Malcolm snap Brown count and... on, the third, on the first and longs and stuff. It didn't, or the second and longs and that. So it didn't. he didn't really get his chance to like churn his yards. But I think in red zone and in third down situations, he was pretty good. Um, it, it comes back to that Saints game, I think. Um I remember quite vividly because I was playing against Jim um, and he had yeah. Gurley and he, he, went, he scored two touchdowns and Breeze got injured and it was like, yep, yeah, cool, great, this is awesome. Um, a bit of conflict of interest for Jim, the Saints fan yeah, as well. So he did have a couple of pretty good games against good opposition, but it's it's all going to be a mystery because a lot of teams will be looking for a bell cow, um, but I think you yeah. can steal Gurley. So if everyone goes in thinking he's going to get like three million a year, someone's going to pay him six to get him. I think that's, and it might yeah. be the Dolphins. Cause if you've got the space on the cap, the it's worth it. The if you can't just give the probably risk. probably the most likely teams who would do that kind of thing because they yes. have the most space. Yeah, Colts is not a bad show. Um, but mm-hmm. that depends on, if Mac is still injured, which no one knows because they can't do any medicals on their players, this is going to be amazing, you know. If Mac's yeah. still feeling the effects of his injury, then Gurley would be a pretty good one-two punch because the mm. guy they the guy yeah. they put I think in the, at that, the end of last yeah. season was rubbish. So. Yeah, but like Naeem Hines, when he's fit, he's a he's a good. Neither of them were in back, the back there as well. Injured. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, some guy off the off the street. So yeah, um, I'd like him at the Colts, the the Bucks, but. I think in terms of for his career and where he might get some more money and get a few more years out of himself would be the Dolphins. Yeah. Cool. So we're agreed then. Send him to the Dolphins. Okay. Um, we'll move on then. Uh, so the uh, Detroit Lions have traded uh, cornerback Darius Slay to the Eagles for third and fifth round picks this year. Um, I mean, what, what are the Lions really playing at? Because Darius Slay's about been the only thing that's been good for them over the last God knows how many years. Um, they were getting somewhere last season when uh, Matt Stafford was still in play. They had so many heartbreaking losses at the beginning of the season and then just completely fell apart once he was out. But 
on the defensive side of the ball, they were looking pretty decent up front, but that defensive backfield was the, the real problem in anywhere apart from Darius Slay, who was having to do far more work. He was getting stretched a lot, uh, which meant he didn't have the best season last year, but he's still you still have him in there and then put something else in the other side of him, and that defense should prove measurably. Um, but maybe he just wanted out. He was just done with it, and he's got an opportunity to go and play for a team that you know, could have a bit of a bounce back year this year in the Eagles. Yeah, they um, they're Slay's an interesting one because they don't. He li- he literally did an interview right after he got traded. Did you see? Have you read some of the stuff he said? No. Okay. No. So tell. he said that Matt Patricia lacks a winning mentality. Um, he also said that when he Ooh. went to um, go train with Richard Sherman. Um, Matt Patricia said he was wasting his time because he's not in the same class as Sherman and he wouldn't wow. learn anything. Wow. Really motivational. Yeah, so I just think there was a contentious relationship between the two of them and it's that typical um, like former Patriots coordinator or anything like that who goes somewhere else and thinks he's Bill Belichick and just the team never really fully builds around him and never really rallies around him. Uh, of, of course, you know, whether or not what Slay is saying is entirely true or is like just like a version of the truth, I don't really know. But um, yeah, Mike, Matt, Matt Patricia's in the hot seat this year. Uh, they've really got to, got to make some sort of progress, otherwise he's going to be out in his ass. Yeah, he's, um, he really hasn't shown it. To be fair, I think he's only had Stafford for like, 50% of the games but yeah it really didn't help last year definitely I, I don't know the win against the Patriots was a high point but everyone seems to beat Bill Belichick mm-hmm. when they've worked for him so it, yeah, it doesn't great, really yeah. show much they'd lost to the, the Jets that first Darnold game the year before last was really bad um, mm. they I would have probably kicked him out then I, I would get rid of yeah. him I just think there's so much talent in college and in the like Eric Bieniemy. Like there's so many guys Bien-Ami, that Bien-Ami. deserve an opportunity that I think Patricia hasn't shown anything. And if he doesn't get it right this year, then he'll be gone. But have they lost like Indeed. three of their most talented players in doing so? Mm. I this is one thing I don't understand about coaches, and I think that just might be me as a coach. But coaching like under seventeens football, I coached a couple of guys for a stop out who are now in the like um, all whites New Zealand national under nineteen team, and I loved having them. They were little shits, but I loved having <laughs> them. They're great, you know. It's like you want good players. You want players that motivate the players on their team and and bring and elevate the quality that you're watching and you know and and that. And I just don't understand these coaches that seem to resent good players and yes they might come Mm. with an entourage and yes they might get paid a bit more and the owner might like them better than you but I I don't understand why you would go out your way to make these kind of players upset no Um, and like Darius Slay is stuck by that team and uh, he's been a a bright spot on a a pretty woeful Lions team for a while um, like basically him and Matt Stafford were the guys who just kind of carried that team for for a long time and kept them in some sort of respectability. But um, yeah, now that he's out the door, 
Uh, I would say that the Lions, you'd be expecting them to go after uh, Jeffrey Okuda from uh, Ohio State at, at cornerback just because you've got to have someone who can play cornerback on that, that team because there's no one else left, yeah. effectively. Unlike some teams that now have like three cornerbacks. Yeah, indeed. Uh, anyway, I think it's a, it's a, a good uh, good pickup for the Eagles. Um, they've had to give him a new contract as well, but he is an upgrade on what they have there. It's a well-earned contract. Uh, and, like I was saying I thought that um, the Eagles would go for Chris Harris, but um, mm. they... I yeah. wish they did. But now he's going to play again. She's, I guess that's... Yeah, so yeah, Chris Harris Jr., former Denver Broncos cornerback, we'll just slot it in here just now. Ended up signing for the San Diego Chargers. Sorry, Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's the thing Los that happened. Los Angeles, but, um, no one yeah, cares. Yeah, nobody cares. You're terrible. Um, yeah, but nice pickup for the Eagles. I think. Uh, not entirely sure how that's going to affect their their cap and their plan going forward. But um, I think they're aiming on having a big bounce back here next year. I think they're hoping that injuries are not going to befall them as much this year. Their wide receiving core can actually stay together. They might pick up someone, someone else in the draft. Uh, perhaps someone they might get hold of someone like Jefferson um, from LSU. But yeah, who really knows? This is all as ever. It's all conjecture. Yes, it is. I did a dance there um, for everyone who wasn't aware of what was happening. Just really felt that that needed to be said. Anyway. Um, Shall we move on from that one to our, our next uh, topic conversation? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I probably should put this one a little bit higher up because uh, uh, Big Dick Nick Foles traded f- to the Chicago Bears for a fourth round pick, likely ending the Mitchell Trubisky experience there in Chicago. So uh, the Jags are clearly in total rebuild mode now as they move folks on for picks. Uh, another person they moved on was uh, Calais Campbell, who was traded to the Baltimore Ravens for a fifth-round pick. Uh, a really good Baltimore defense just got way scarier. And uh, they also added Michael Brockers to that line as well. So uh, I'm kind of uh, like <laughs> mixing in my chat here because I kind of wanted to talk about the situation in Jacksonville and uh, what the hell they're doing, as well as talk about Chicago and then move on to Baltimore. How does that sound? Um I'm going to preface that with saying that I'm moving Jacksonville into the Redskins um, Bengals part of last year and I don't care. I don't care what they're doing because it's not good. And and I just feel sorry for some of their boys that they've just drafted who are actually pretty good (laughs) seem to be going along with this. And if Gardner Minshew can be entertaining and be in adverts and do all this stuff, then the Jacksonville Jaguars will be relevant. And if, <laughs> if not, then no. Um, they're, they're definitely clearing house. They're just trying to stockpile picks. They're making themselves some cap room. Uh, and it's something that they kind of needed to do. Um, I think moving on from Nick Foles is probably the best thing they could do because there was a lot of money tied up in him. You saw some good things from Gardner Minshew. You just got to accept you're not going to be very good um, like that team was just such a catastrophic disappointment last year. Uh, Nick Foles felt really bad for him. Obviously, his uh, the injury he had in the first game of the season uh, came throwing a touchdown pass as well. Um, you know, Foles could be a good move for Chicago. Oh, you'll be better than I, I don't some like, of the nonsense. Oh, you'll be to watch with Trubisky. 
streets ahead of Mitch Trubisky, who's just like regressed big time last year. Um, like Nick Foles is an actual quarterback, and that's what they need back there. Uh, they've got some good weapons at wide receiver. They've got a half decent offensive line. They've got a good uh, defense there as well. They just need something that's a little more a little more steady. And someone like Nick Foles, uh, although he's been a little patchy through his career, um, the, the potential upside for him is way higher at the moment. And uh, I think his his floor is like considerably better than Mitch Trubisky's as well. Yeah. Um... Trubisky's floor is the the basement, which is a. Which, I think it's there's the yeah, hole in the basement. Which is it's that, the opposite um, of the Michael Jordan the drain. The ceiling is the roof. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Trubisky's the opposite of Michael Jordan uh, for the for the Chicago yeah. boys. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. the anti-Jordan. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, like, like I say, probably a de- pretty decent move for Chicago there. Um, I think uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are pretty much saying, right, this Mitchell Trubisky experience is is over with. We gave up an awful lot to get him, but we need to know when to cut our losses. And we just didn't see enough out of him last year. I think it makes plenty yeah, sense. and this is terrible for them. Because Stuart, 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 did you know, did you know that the Bears <laughs> passed up on Deshaun Jackson... And Patrick Mahomes <laughs> to take Trubisky. Did you know that? I, I, it never well, comes I, up. I knew that ever. they passed on Deshaun Watson, <laughs> not Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, they did. He to be better quarterback. <laughs> I am. Oh wow. Okay. Yes, I I, I yeah, have heard that somewhere. Some. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It comes up in conversation. I'm glad he's going to be gone, so we don't have to hear about it anymore. Oh, you see that? But Nick Foles will go down with another busted collarbone in Week One, <laughs> and we'll have to deal with it all over again. Uh, ah, Except really for some knows? redemption but, um, arc that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> I, I really do hope that Nick Foles does well. He's responsible for one of my favourite football moments of all time uh, in the, in that Philadelphia win in the Super Bowl versus the Patriots. So, like, I wish nothing but the best for him. Um, so, another team to be benefiting from this Jacksonville Jaguars rebuild is the Baltimore Ravens. And getting Calais Campbell and Michael Brockers on that line has really helped them already. It was probably the one place that they in- intended on getting better in because they're probably going to let Matt Judon like either trade him uh, for something just so they can get a little bit more in the way of resources because um, they did salary mm-hmm. sorry they did uh, franchise tag him first. I think that's um, that's fair because so, Judon's he's had what one year and a half a good play like yeah. Yeah, well, when you when you start um, like you know playing up in a contract year, that's never never usually the best sign. He was decent last year, but um, getting someone like Calais Campbell, uh, who they'll probably move like back into the interior, uh, but they can't. But Calais Campbell's like really versatile. You can have him on the outside. You can move him inside. Having Michael, Michael Brockers is more of an inside guy as well. But he's always been rotational with people like Aaron Donald. So. If you're going to be rotating with anyone, it's going to be like him. But um, if you don't have Aaron Donald, one of the next best things in the league is uh, the, the behemoth Calais yeah. Campbell. And that Baltimore Ravens defense was, for the most part, pretty good well, last Jim year. Jim Harbaugh has always been pretty always good at it. They, they always just they kind of say, in your, you coach your division. Um, you build your team around your division. Um, and teams kind of lose sight of that when they, they go, OK, I'm, co- I'm building my team to beat the Patriots. And then they fall over against you know a team that they play twice a year, and I think the Chargers have done that a couple of times. Um, but yes, they have. If you they do say it all the time. 
I'm going to play for my division and that seven wins or six wins or five wins that I've just got and then we're just going to be as good as we can with the rest of the wins. You're, you're usually on a, on a good season. Um, and what Harbour's been able to do here is kind of look at the teams he's going to play in this division, including the Browns, and going, okay, well, if we're really strong in the defensive interior, we're not going against the most mobile, the most mobile guys. Every quarterback they're going to play is more of a kind of a pocket. It's going to be what Joe Burrow, ba- Baker Mayfield, and Ben Roethlisberger. So, if you can build your defensive interior and be really scary there then that's going to put a lot of pressure Collapse on these the quarterbacks the and yeah. you're going to win games and then that's going to get you back to the playoffs so yeah and of course it's going to help stuff the run as well and you know, if you're anticipating that you're going to be dealing with likes of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt then you know that also helps too and like Calais Campbell is one of the best uh, run stuffing defensive linemen that, that there is uh, Brockers in a, a similar level as well maybe not certainly to the, the same extent as Campbell but yeah, it's just, it's a really well-built team. And um, a, sh- a short while ago, people were all were very well down on the Ravens and then like Harbaugh just didn't panic and just said, right, okay, well, we're in a, a slight rebuild mode, made some smart decisions in picking up players like Lamar Jackson to just completely tip this thing on its head. And um, I, at the moment, I'm looking at that Ravens team and I'm just thinking it's a matter of time. And, uh, yeah, it's just really, really close to being something you just have to say that's got to be a Super Bowl favourite. But we still have a long way to go uh, before we even start the season, let alone finish a it. regular so, season favourite at the moment. I don't know about when mm-hmm. the Super Bowl win a playoff game, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe. But, yeah, okay. That's enough about the Ravens and their city... Mm-hmm. Franchise stealing ways. Let's move on to <laughs> someone else. <laughs> okay, someone else. So that's because you're, you're asking me because yeah, I have the, yeah. the list in front of me. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, uh, Philip Rivers signed a one-year deal with the Indianapolis Colts in a move which was so predictable they practically had it printed two months yep. ago. We need to get. So, we need to get uh, an audio for the pizza bet segment because I'm going to make you a pizza bet, which. You're going to make me a pizza bet. Well, you're going to make me a yes. pizza bet now. Yes. Do you know what oh, okay. my pizza bet is? Go for it's going it. To be the same one I was going to make before. The reason okay, go for Rivers it. is only getting one year is because mm-hmm. <laughs> Andrew Luck is coming yep. back. I bet you there a pizza is, that Andrew Luck is coming back next year. Uh, okay. Um, yep, yeah, I'll, I'll take you on that bet. Everyone was like on Twitter was saying, "Oh, Belichick's going to reach out to uh, to Andrew Andrew Luck, and it's going to be the worst thing ever." And it's like, well, they'd have to give up three first round picks if they took Andrew Luck, because he's still held by mm. held on that agreement by, by the, the Colts. Colts. So, um, I think he'll come back. Otherwise, why not just stay with Brissett? I don't understand it. Well, because Brissett wasn't that good last year. They need to do something. Philip Rivers is getting old. He just wants a big like payday. So they know fine well that even if like even with him coming in, they're still gonna have to look for something else. I think that uh, Brissett is is a great backup. They had they held all the cap room. They can afford to give Rivers this contract, uh, as well as give the contract they just gave to DeForest Buckner after trading uh, for him. Uh, they, they traded their first round pick this year for DeForest Buckner too. 
and um, so they needed to spend the money. But um, like I still see them potentially drafting a quarterback in the second round if there's someone available there. Um, you could have someone like um, what's the boy's name? Is it Jacob Eason? Uh, he's the guy. He's a guy who might still be around about at that point. Certainly wouldn't surprise me if they went for someone like that just to sit behind Rivers. But like Rivers only taking a one year deal. Um, I don't know. He, he just. He, I think he just wants paid, and he's going to get an opportunity to play behind a, a good offensive line. Uh, at the moment, they don't have the best weapons. You got an aging T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell, who's still a very much an unknown commodity. But. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see Andrew Luck coming back either. <laughs> Sorry, man, but um, I, I'll happily take you up on that pizza bit. Yeah, and you'll be buying me a pizza because it's going to happen. My favourite player in the league okay. is going to come back. Anyway. I do I do love me some Andrew Luck. And so, yeah, you can um, you can start deciding what it is that you want on your pizza, um, but I think I'll probably just send you a slice of humble oh, pie instead. Oh, oh. Okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, enjoy. Yeah. Bye. Um, right. So, um, yeah. What do you th- what do you think? Like, do you like the move from no, the Colts? I hate Rivers. Um, me too. <laughs> I think he's boring. They should only like, marry others. Like, just do something exciting. Just, um, just something I think, to entertain. I just don't think Rivers is that entertaining anymore. I just don't. It's like getting Eli Manning. And I mean, like Phil Rivers is someone who I've obviously detested my entire, uh, whatever his entire career, um, with being a, a lifelong Charger that he is. Um, but like, I do see like this being a different situation because he's never had that good offensive line. He's always been behind a garbage offensive line in San Diego, and um, it's, it's it's going to be interesting to see him now go from a team which had all these weapons but no protection. Being a team in a team that has all this protection but no weapons, uh, and also now he's old, and he was have, had just coming off of the worst season of his career, where he was just like just throwing throwing ducks up with his limp noodle arm, and um, it, it was just it was just a total mess last year. But and especially after not having a potentially not having an off season with the Colts as well, uh, like I, I don't know, it's really hard to determine exactly what's going to happen there. But yeah, I, I still see them getting in. Uh, a, a young quarterback at some point to at least learn off of him. I don't see Brissett as being someone they're going to stick with going forward as much as they like him and respect him. Um, he will not be around by the end of that contract. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's rubbish. So, anyway. Okay, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so, like, I, I, I kind of like it for the Colts. I don't like it because, as people have pointed out, I actually have a strange amount of Colts merchandise. Um, so I can't wear that for the next uh, year. Oh, if you had an Andrew Luck jersey, you could have, but no. Yeah, yeah, just yes, yeah, saying come back, please, Andy. Like I would happily buy you that pizza if he comes. It'd be back. amazing. But, um, It'd be an emergency don't, pod. Don't, don't three happen. hours long. We'd literally just watch. You better just watch One of his games from his playoff run. Yeah, just. We'll watch that comeback against yeah, Kansas yeah, City, or, or just watch him destroy oh, the Titans. Man. At the end of last season. Yeah. So, oh, this oh, is a playing boy. game. No, anyway. it's not, because you're playing against Andrew Luck. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we spent enough time on Philip Rivers. Uh, another thing, and obviously some of these things are a little bit old news, but um, Ryan Tannehill signed with the Tennessee Titans on a four-year, $118 million deal. Nice move uh, by the Titans, who chose correctly 
to sign up Tannehill, I think, for... Uh, actually, it was only a three-year one, actually. I think it might have been. Um, but certainly correctly to bring back him on that and also to franchise tag Derek Henry rather than pay him. I think that makes sense. Um, and I like this move because through the course of the uh, regular season last year, Ryan Tannehill was playing some really, really special football from week seven onwards. Yep. He did really well. He played into a contract, and I actually thought he was pretty consistent at the Dolphins. They just didn't build a very good team around him. And Yeah, I always quite liked him. He made the playoffs twice with the Dolphins, which is kind of surprising when you think about what they had. Um, and in one of those playoffs, they had to go with Miller, or Moore, Matt Moore, because um, he got injured. Uh, so I don't... Yeah. I, I like this. I think this is better for them than Brady because it gives them a long-term plan, which is probably what Vrabel was yes. after. Because they... Way, way after. They don't really need... They've shown that they don't need the quarterback to win. So if they can get Tannehill locked in and they can pick up a few extra pieces in the... Not even on the offense. I don't. When I look at the Titans just now, I think they're, they're undone by their kind of small marketness. Because you think they got to the, the Kansas City game to the AFC Championship game and their team's pretty solid they could maybe have done with a more consistent kicker and a couple of cornerbacks but mm. the team's pretty good and having yeah. Taylor Luan for um, the whole year that'll make a difference as well for them would help yeah and, and not, not starting the season with Marcus Mariota exactly. either that's probably also going to help uh, one thing that's probably not going to help so much is the fact that they did just trade Jarrell Casey for a mid-round pick to the Denver Broncos, which I'm exceptionally happy about because he's a, a proper game wrecker and gone to five straight Pro Bowls. But uh, they've probably obviously got paid. some other other plans for through middle there. Yeah, well, he's he's already sort of been paid, but um, uh, yeah, they've just decided to to like they said they we've got enough out of Casey just now. Time to let him move on after. Uh, like six very successful years, um, but yeah, it's it's free agency is really interesting in that everything just gets changed. Like if you're like, oh great, we managed to re-sign this guy that we really like, and we also managed to add these weapons here. Oh, but we also just got weaker because we had to let this guy walk because we can't afford to to pay all these guys under the cap. Um, and like like I keep saying, this season is going to be a really interesting. Uh, outlier for the NFL and for the world, really, in terms of what does everyone do. Um, but in terms of this particular move with Tannehill and Derek Henry, I like it. Uh, it would have been nice for them to keep Jarrell Casey, but um, uh, for selfish reasons, I'm happy that Broncos gone. Yeah. The Titans are mm. in a good spot and the Broncos aren't. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> hey, oh, well, let's just see about that, shall we? Uh, okay, we shall move on. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys brought back top wide receiver Amari Cooper on a five-year, $100 million deal and put the franchise tag on Dak Prescott to keep that core together. So the Cowboys have made a few other additions here and there, and there's rumors that they're going quite hard after Emmanuel Sanders to really help uh, cement that uh, that lineup there. Um, but that cap situation isn't going anywhere, so my question to you, Darren, is when... Will they trade or cut Zeke Elliott? In two years' time. Two years' time. That seems maybe about right, but I can maybe see it happening. Like, I think he'll be there for one more year, and then they're going to realize that they've just backed themselves into a corner. They have to pay Dak, and uh, Zeke's going to be the odd one. 
as much as they the like them. Pharmacy Kelly, I'd be on all, all the oil companies, you know, all the all the merchandise. I'd be going <laughs> to charities in the Dallas area. I'd be doing everything I can to keep Jerry Jones liking me because I think that's the only mm-hmm. reason anyone could ever justify that contract he's on is that Jerry Jones paid it and Jerry Jones is happy. Um, yeah. If he pisses off Jerry Jones, he's gone. That's just that's that's the way that is. Um, how dramatic and annoying can one team be doing the right thing? It took them so long to figure this out or to at least tell the media what they were doing. And it's like, come on, just pay Amari, get Dak on a on the franchise tag. Where's he going to go? He's been paid four million for four years. So, giving him thirty million this year, mm. he's not going to walk away, is he? And getting well like Dak was after something like yeah, 40 million I think that was the, that the real sticking he's point he's not earned any money yeah. yet he's only earned yeah, like I three and a half million particular... in his two years and mm-hmm. if they don't sign him and no one else wants him he's not making any money is he so they no. getting him on the franchise tag Dak knows that if he does well this year he's getting 38 million next year that's the best opportunity he's got Jesus. to get that money it's a win-win for everyone in my opinion like as much as I sort of like Dak Prescott, he's he's not worth that. And like, like like I said before, I'd just be happy to let him walk if he's really going to be that much of a dick about it. But um, yeah, I think I guess like moment franchise tag just in order to to figure out what, what's going to happen is no, what good. is good though. It means but, um, I, I would I would not be surprised to see them go for like an, another mid round quarterback and just say like, well, we have to cover all bases because. We don't really trust just having Cooper Rush back there to be our, our own backup because, you know, what if something happens to Dak? Whereas really, what they'll be thinking is we are going to have to cover ourselves because we might need to move on from Dak as soon as next season. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't like Dak that much. I think that he has the probably was the best offensive line in football in front of him, one of the best yeah, running yeah. backs. And they're a drastically underachieving team. He's kind of the the opposite of Mariola in some ways, where you know that the the running ability is there, and it's only used at specific times, and it works. But it also comes back to like, should you not be doing that more? Um, whereas with Mariola, mm. it was always you're running at the wrong times and getting hurt. Um, but it's the same same kind of threat, you know. He's standing there, and you know he can get past your, you know, your uh, contain, and make things happen. Just doesn't do it enough. And that, I don't know if that's the play calling or that's just the style that they want to play. But in the playoffs, he runs more and he plays better. So why can't they work something out where that happens more often? Because I think if you can get a bit more of the running game... Oh, because they need to get to the playoffs yeah. first. If you just tell them that every week's the playoffs, then maybe something will but happen But it's that on-the-line yeah, play calling. Really he seems to be really good with that touchdown against... Or that run to the one-yard line against Seattle last year was brilliant. Mm. Probably his best moment in the league. Yeah. Other than, other than yeah. his oh, first he's, he's ever really game. really capable. Um, Very interested to see what um, Mike McCarthy does. I'll be running him. Uh, because like he he's the he's the, the 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 wild card in all this is that now you've got a different uh, head coach in there. Um, it's like is this going to be an improvement or is it going to be a regression? Because when McCarthy was last in the league, 
he was just a, a dinosaur and he was so far behind everything else that was happening in the NFL. Um, but um, yeah, there's, you know, apparently times have changed for him and he's a, he's a new man and he's got all these bright ideas and stuff. But um, Dak's in a similar position to what Levy and Bell was with the Steelers where it's like, huh, you're on a franchise tag. We're going to run you into the ground. So I wouldn't mm. be surprised if there's more running plays and you know a bit more kind of um, less conservative play calling because to them it's like it won't matter you know they'll move on if something happens but if they if it if they catch it depends fire, and if, if if they see him as being special yeah if they see him as being special they're gonna have to pay him next year and he's just gonna uh, just pick a number that's even higher than he was asking for last it's season. It's the right move. I would love. And, um, it would have been good for them to keep Byron Jones. At least he didn't end up at the cow at the Eagles. Um, or the Giants, mm. which was <laughs> what was originally being floated. That would have been interesting. a disaster. But I don't. We haven't really gone into it. But Byron Jones um, ended up signing a pretty decent deal with the Dolphins, which means that they have a one-two of Xavier Howard and Byron Jones on the on the cornerbacks, which um, yeah, by uh, Byron Jones being a uh, uh, like like he's now like was it um, dollar for dollar the. Uh, highest paid cornerback in the NFL as well. So, like, great yeah, job Howard for him. Howard would be like, yeah, cool. I know what I'm getting when I come off my rookie deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dolphins uh, really, like, tried to make a lot of moves in, in this this offseason as well. They got Kyle Van Noy from the Patriots move. as well. Uh, with, theirs, with his so, old yeah, coordinator. Like, providing he is, doesn't... It's really good. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think uh, someone like him would hopefully know how to use them so many of these players that we've hated we can now kind of watch and not hate as much respect it's it's great yeah exactly I mean they have to come out and actually play okay again and just not be one of those players who's only ever good on the Patriots (laughs) and then you know they'll come away for a couple years yeah yeah exactly Jamie Collins who has gone to Detroit so that's another one for you Uh, who who really knows I I like what um, I think the Cowboys have done the right thing. It just took them an awful lot of drama to get there. Yeah. Uh, whether they make the right decision next season remains to be seen. And and we will see. Mm-hmm. We, we shall, in a year's time. But that's definitely preempting things How's way too much. How's your list looking? Um, uh, well, I'm pretty much down to the, the, the last um, primary thing that I want to talk about today. And uh, that is that Teddy Bridgewater has ended the Cam Newton era in Carolina after signing a three-year, $80 million deal. And uh, the Panthers are now shopping Newton around at the moment. But since he can't have a medical to prove he's fit, it's going to be really, really hard for him to find a suitor. Yeah, especially because he can't do any medicals. Um, He doesn't have any real track record at the moment of being able to stay fit and not be... not be a bit of a nuisance. There's been some stuff coming out um, about him being a nuisance. Yeah, he Cam nuisance. wasn't wasn't a very he wasn't very happy about that. He wasn't very happy about the the indication that Carolina were saying that he'd requested a trade when it's all their decision to do this. So um, it's rather a messy way of moving on from a guy who's been the face of your franchise since he was drafted. And has like, you know taken a team to a Super Bowl and really and he's really he's so much been fun. a guy who's he's so much fun when he's fit. Oh yeah, I'd rather have him yeah, fit than any other, than a lot of the other quarterbacks. And I am an Auburn fan, but I I 
I just think that if you know you can get 16 games out of him, then you have him. But when you have the games like the, the game against the Bucks at the start of this year where that Thursday night game where they were rubbish and they couldn't get McCaffrey going and he was injured, his foot was injured and he couldn't move and it's just like, this isn't working. It's not going to... This doesn't work, you know. And it's right with a new owner to make this decision to move on. And if I was Newton, I'd just take your time, man. Don't rush back. They have to pay you at least another, what, $8 million this year? They can waive you and pay you it. Um, just take your time, get fit, get as many medicals done as possible, and try and help a team that gets an injury. Because there's going to be teams looking. Tampa Bay in a year and a half. Um, the Colts in a year. <laughs> you know, he can... If he can stay fit, improve his fitness, and get his foot right, because I think he's got a very similar thing to Andrew Luck had with his foot, where it just won't heal. Yeah. Just take the time and actually rehab it and stop trying to come back. Just like RG3 yeah. did, but he's got more... He's not as injured as RG3 was, and he's got more talent than RG3 did. So he can come back as a starter if he takes the time, if he gets traded to a terrible situation like the Jags or something and, and has a terrible year, he's done. So he's got to be really careful with what he does next. And I would just sit the year. Well, he only really needs to look at the man who's replaced him to see someone who's come back from a, a terrible injury history and uh, managed to come out on top and earn another big contract. So uh, Teddy Bridgewater has come in here, and you know, is he is he going to be a, a bridge quarterback for this uh, team, which was in kind of in full rebuild mode, or is he going to be the full on franchise quarterback? I think that the contract that he's been given it, it is the best of both worlds for them. It, it gives it gives Teddy his money that he was after. He's getting an opportunity to start, really prove himself, and also make himself a whole bunch of money while he's at it. Exactly, yeah, and it just it gives. The Panthers the ability to move on while only owing another six months next year. But if they want to keep him, they've got him for three years. So it's it works. I think um Bridgewater will he's good at the short game, he's good at managing the game, but he can also run and he can also throw throw long and that's it like he he can, but he hasn't had to. Yeah. In the last little while, he never—he was never asked to do that when he was at the Saints. Uh, he came in, he like won every game that he started with them, but um, he was never really throwing downfield. It was—it was good and accurate all over the place, but it was mainly still short to Louisville, middle stuff. But. There's still Louisville fans that think that Bridgewater is better than Lamar because he was amazing in college and he was amazing in his first year. Yeah, he was. Vikings. This injury really put him back and. It's good to see him get the, the opportunity, but the rest of the I team... I really, really want him to do well. Needs to Everyone improve. wants Teddy to do well, but um, it's uh, like, so far he needs to show me a little bit more to convince me that he's a full-on franchise quarterback. He's got to show us a bit more to beat out King Greer. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, he's got to watch out. He's coming for <laughs> you. Yeah, I don't think he'll feel too threatened about no, that. It's kind of like Falls coming into Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, one last thing. Yep. Our boy Shaq Barrett, he got the franchise tag. Dude's getting paid. Doesn't need the twenty dollars, whatever it is, that I pay him to say stuff for us. So, uh, yeah, he's our boy. We're uh, super happy for him. Hopefully, he'll uh, 
prove his worth this season and get himself some proper big money for a long time to come Being after franchise that. franchise tagged as a past rusher in a state that doesn't have income tax. Not bad. Not bad, Shaq. Not Those bad cameo prices, they're going up. You're going to have to cut the audio of all the times you've mentioned Shaq and just like email him it and be like, yeah. Yeah, just like, hey, way, come on, Shaq, we love you, man. We are repping him, man. Um, well, we're doing our, doing our best for okay, him. So we've, we've gone pretty far, but... You know, there's not been much going on in the sports world. I'm sure people won't mind a few more minutes of us. Um, oh, hurry up, man, because uh, I've just bought Doom Eternal and it's just finished installing yeah, on my I've PS4, so yeah, make, make it quick. Okay, um, <laughs> got a thing. Okay, so a couple uh-huh. of things I want to see. It's kind of a little bit based on the whole something new, something borrowed, something blue, blah, blah, blah. But it's not that, that um, complicated uh, for you. So... Something new, um, a new team you're excited by because of their um, their off-season acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you got? Teams I'm excited by, or, or maybe a new more team, excited a team by that's improved previously, past and beyond what you expected. Um, like I say, I think that the, the Dolphins are certainly heading in the in the right direction. Um, I also like what the Broncos have been doing. Um, like you, you might still not not see enough from them, but the fact that they've added Jarrell Casey on the defensive line and they got Graham Glasgow in the on the offensive interior, uh, that's really helping. I can see that maybe freeing them up. They might want to get a, a wide receiver early in the draft. They might still be in the Henry Rugg sweepstakes. Yeah. I saw um, Graham Glasgow in it's... the um, currency converter. Um... In, in Colorado, um, by the way. So it's probably going to take him a bit of a while to get his feet um, from his big move overseas. So Yeah, from, from the great state of Michigan, yeah. which he'd never, never left before, but he'll be all right. <laughs> it's kind of like four um, years yeah, in no, Michigan, think... four years at the Lions. Um, yeah. yeah. His brother has done God. exactly the same. His brother plays for the Lions as well. <laughs> Other, other Glasgow's mm. like ter- just having terrible combines so they can do free agent signings with the Lions. You know, really didn't want to leave. Yeah, but that's all right. Really, really hometown boys. Okay. So the Broncos is a team that you think has made some moves. So an old team. I think, well, they got rid of Flacco as well. Um, but no, no, like, like I just want to talk with them very briefly. But I think um, the I do like the way that the Dolphins are are beginning to structure things at the moment. Um, I'm trying to think of other teams off the top of my head and what I what I think of them uh, uh, and how they've done. Um, really, I, I I really I really like what the Patriots are doing by um, <laughs> doing nothing. sucking. Uh, <laughs> that goes without saying. Um, oh God, let me just get a, a, a list up here real quick. Uh, I like what the Ravens are doing. Uh, oh, this is a different question. Like different. I'm, I'm doing, talking actually. about like up and comers who had never made the playoffs and are improving. Oh, so Dolphins, it's Miami. Dolphins, it's Miami. Give it to Miami. Yeah, cool. So next one is a team that is fortifying itself. So it's taking a step forward with its moves that has been a contender. Okay, uh, Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. Nice. And it's it's not it's nice. Like what they're it's doing, annoying uh, shit, but um, it's nice. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice choice. Yeah, we spoke well. Okay, so next one's. New player, so um, a rookie that you're excited by. I know you don't watch watch a lot of college, but I'm sure you've seen some of the NFL Network highlights on a few of the guys they've been mm. talking about. I think you can't help but get excited by the likes of Joe Burrow, and, and obviously we've heard about Tua Tonga Viola for about the last three years now. 
so I'm just excited to see what all the fuss is about with these guys. Um, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen with this wide receiver class because it is supposed to be so deep. And uh, you've got guys like Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs, C.D. Lamb, who everyone's talking about. But then you've got all these guys who like people have as their their favorites or they say like, oh, you've really got to keep an eye on this guy. So you've got someone like Denzel Mims is someone I hear a lot about. Um, it's just a... There's a lot of lot of intrigue, some speed guys, some big guys like uh, Michael Pittman Jr., who might be a, a mid-round steal for someone, big physical guy. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm looking forward to most. Nice. And then the best trade for a player, so an individual player that's got something to prove or can do more, um, or best trade or signing, Ooh. not necessarily trade, but player a kind of established player that's getting an opportunity to either win more or win something or or do better oh boy okay so someone who can get an opportunity to do better uh nick Foles. nice i like give it nick Foles because uh he was in a terrible situation in jacksonville uh and he's moved to a situation in chicago which i think they they are making the right moves to push themselves in the right Direction. Look at some some of these they players. Were being so tied down by Mitch Trubisky. Some of these players are just getting absolutely, you know, all the love. You know, you go to Jacksonville because they're giving you eighty-eight million. Cool, great. But then he gets to go to the second biggest city in America and play for one of the oldest and most established franchises in the league for the same mm. eighty-eight million. Got to be. Yep, got to be doing all right. That. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, and and the best the best veteran move. You know, one of those like one year kind of deals that that. People might not know this, but it's it's going to make a difference to a team. Oh boy, um, oh, I'm not not sure really in terms of like one of those ones. Uh, I probably need to have the my, my list in front of me to be fair. Uh, uh, well, obviously, I do love Shaq Barrett just staying where he is. I think that was a great move. Um, I I think that uh, it's not so much veteran, but. Um, Jack Conklin being picked up by Cleveland, I think that was such a necessary move to make because uh, you, you'd need to improve in that offensive line because those tackles in particular were so bad last year. This is going to give Baker uh, an opportunity to actually, you know, have some time and improve and start picking his guys out. Hopefully, and if, uh, that could make the world. Hopefully, difference if there. Conklin does his job, because this is the issue that the left tackle is the blind side, so you can't see what's happening left of you. You can see what's happening on the right. So Baker's getting the ball, <laughs> stepping back, realizing that his right tackle's already been beating, and then running at five seconds a 40 yard to his right <laughs> and flinging it for four verticals, not making a play. If Conklin can at least give Baker another second, he can actually get his head up and drop the ball to his slot or to Chubb, and maybe it'll yeah. be better. I think. Conklin wins you another second, hopefully, if they can. And a second is a yeah. long time in yeah, the it NFL. It makes a big difference, and I can see big the bias difference. in your list because you didn't mention that we also got Hooper. So yeah. Uh, no, I think yeah, did I mention no, Hooper? Uh, no, I know I did. I did mention Austin Hooper in in the, in the one that I posted on the, oh, on the right. site. Yeah. Uh, I even put it in in bold, saying Cleveland signed Austin Hooper to a four-year, forty-four million dollar contract, making him, for some reason, the highest-paid tight end in the NFL. It's, it's such a 
black hole of talent after Gron- after um, <laughs> Gronkowski leaves. So that's all right. Okay, that's fine. I will give you mine really quickly. Um, I think I have to say my my head for a new team that I'm excited by would say would be Tampa Bay just because of the the kind of um, the roar around it. But my my heart's with the Dolphins as well. I'd say um, head with Tampa, heart with Dolphins on that one. Um, an old team that's made made a step forward. I really think the Vikings, in losing, it's kind of um, addition by subtraction for me. I think the Vikings have made yeah. really good cap moves in franchising a, the player they did and getting rid of Diggs. And it, it just, I think that works really well for them in a division where you just have to stay as nimble and competitive as you can. Um, mm. For rookie, for me, it's. Um, it's Chase Young. I, I just, you look at what Nick Bosa yeah. did last year. Chase Young coming in. It's just whoever whoever takes him has a, a game wrecker. Uh, and otherwise, it's Rugs. I think everyone's going whatever team because of where he's going to get drafted. Any team that gets him in the mid in the teens or the early twenties is just going to immediately improve by having him as an option. Just yeah. like. I don't know how Mercole Hardman dropped to the third round, but it's a very similar um, kind of acquisition that um, Hardman was last yeah. year. Only he's even he's even bigger and he catches the ball better yeah. as it's, well. Like it's it's a really freaky combination. We've that seen just looks we've seen Hardman and McLaurin have really good seasons. Uh, so Ruggs is a better mm-hmm. version of them. So yeah, it's just yeah. Certainly, I'd say more refined, better with the ball. I don't think he dropped a ball last last year, which was incredible as well. Uh, I also I also want to throw out the fact that I think the Arizona Cardinals now that they've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, that's a that's a big upgrade. They got rid of the dead weight in uh, in David Johnson and his contract. They're they're just making strides. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to go in there. He can like have the torch passed from from Larry Fitzgerald to him as being the big number one guy there. And uh, yeah, they're just going to go from strength to strength by the looks of things this offseason I just need for them to start making some moves on, on defence and uh, maybe an offensive line and the, the best move for me for a player is um, it's a bit of a weird one but I'd say that it's Kenyon Drake um, getting yeah. getting Good. franchised or getting the minimum tag so if you want Kenyon you have to give up a first I think is how they've said it um, and that kind of gets Kenyon Drake out of his own head because he was probably thinking going into this week I'm going to get all this money I'm going to go be a free agent. He gets this tag. He's probably a bit disappointed about it. And then suddenly, 20 minutes later, DeAndre Hopkins plays with you. And you're like, oh, no, no, mm-hmm. maybe this will work. Maybe actually, maybe I'm maybe I'm at the right team. So I think for him, it's just kind of got him out of his own way a bit. And he can just focus on winning, I think. is, You know, he just gets to turn up and play for a team that's got some talent and because he could have got a, a really good deal with like a Lions or something, but would that really have helped his career? I don't know. But just kind of keeps him in nah, in Arizona where he's been playing really well for a coach that likes to he's in the right likes spot. the offense. And now they've got DeAndre Hopkins. Brilliant. Yeah. And the last one for me, um, best kind of veteran move. He maybe not as much of a veteran as as he could be, but I do like uh, Malcolm Jackson, uh, Malcolm Jenkins getting paid. Uh, four-year mm-hmm. deal to the Saints. Um, gutting for Eagles fans, I'll be honest. I think they'll be a bit disappointed he's gone, but he loves the Saints. He was there originally, and 
it's it's a really good move for both parties and we'll see how it goes yeah nice homecoming move there i like the I like the idea of that with the saints letting go of von bell they had a, a need there as well so uh, he's a guy who comes in there and like fills it quite adequately yeah, i wonder if there's a few things around this player you know we we don't really go into that side of things but with the the new um agreement in place and jenkins being such a, a big voice in 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 that maybe there was a bit of hurt hurt feelings in his locker room uh, I'm confused as to why the Eagles didn't try harder to keep him. Um, but, yeah, I think some stuff around, I think a lot of players have kind of burnt some bridges. It'll be interesting to see as the season goes on or doesn't go on um, how some of that personal politics starts to come out because there's a few players that have been cut that were pretty vocal in turning down this deal. And mm. Yeah, we'll see We'll see how it all lies in a few weeks. But, but. Good for good for Jenkins. He's he's done his part for Philadelphia. Done his part for his um, charities and gets to make some more money in his hometown. So, yeah, he'll be very welcome back there. Absolutely certain for that. Um, yeah. So I think um, what that's uh, that's us gone on quite a quite a fair while about this. There was so much to talk about, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm quite exhausted after all that. Shall, shall uh, we? <laughs> but, shall we just? End end the podcast on a minute silence for Melvin Gordon's career. Oh boy, like he just um, did not play that very well. No. He, he tried to do the Le'Veon Bell thing. The Le'Veon Bell thing didn't work out for Le'Veon Bell. Why is it going to work out for Melvin Gordon? It's going to be like someone who's he's, already he's been decent paid, running who's back. willing to take maybe four million a year, like um, Gurley. It's going to be going into the same meetings as Gordon. He's going to be asking for ten million a year. <laughs> like the fact that Austin Eckler got uh, a, a really good deal for that team, uh, and as well as for him, given he was such a, a, a low low pick, um, and he's obviously outplayed Melvin Gordon whenever he's been on the field. It's, it just says to me, Gordon's he's, he's definitely yeah. gone. I've been hearing about moves of uh, potentially him going to the Buffalo Bills. I think that would be a nice fit. Um, but, if, if Gordon uh, had played the season already. on twelve hundred yards and been able to help Rivers out, he might have got that deal that Eckler got. But the best ability is availability, <laughs> and he really mm. burned burned everything with that franchise. And then wasn't very good when he came back. He was unfit. He didn't really look after himself. So yeah, it's okay. That franchise has already burnt everything yeah. out themselves. They're completely yeah. ruining it. What a waste of a license. Uh, which anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Um, thank you very much for for joining me in this one, Darren. It's uh, good to get back and doing this again. It's been a little while, and um, I don't know when we'll next do this again. But um, and until that time, uh, please do stay safe, uh, wash your hands, and all that jazz. Uh, look out for friends and family, and just uh, like look out for everyone else. If there's someone you think might be a bit lonely or anything, then you know just give them a phone call. Uh, we all have to look after each other in these uh, trying times. Yes, I, I second that, and we look forward to hearing your feedback. And we'll 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 be back on soon. Yeah, excellent. All right then. Uh, in that case, take it easy, guys, and we'll catch you later. Yeah. <laughs>